Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. John Hines back with you here. It is um, coming up eight minutes after 5 o'clock on your Friday afternoon. You're making your Friday commute. Making that whole string of uh, taillights, brake lights, headed wherever it is you may be headed. And, uh, of course, that, that boat's always got, seems like it's got one light out on that. But that's another issue. Hey, um, I want to ask about this because, uh, DJ, you, you go, you're a camper, right? You've been a couple of times already this season, I understand? Yeah, sure. My family and I get out camping uh, uh, quite a bit, uh, several times every summer at least, yeah. And you visit the state parks. I heard, you know, Laura Oak's news story about mm-hmm. sort of a, a preview weekend mm-hmm. for the state parks That's right. where you can go a pass for the season is what 35 bucks yes but now how okay so what parks have you been to already this year uh this year yeah we were camping at frontenac state park which is just south of red wing down yep. on the mississippi river that was maybe three or four weekends ago and then earlier in the season uh, I think in March, actually, we rented a camper cabin at Mille Lacs Cathio State Park just on the south shore yeah. of Lake Mille Lacs. And that's kind of our way of, like, I like camping and, you know, I'm up for some fall camping when it gets a little chilly, but we're not doing anything in the winter. But lots of state parks offer camper cabins. So there's heat and electricity, but you still bring a sleeping bag and you uh, eat and cook outside and do hiking and things like that. So it's kind of a halfway to camping thing that they offer. So we rented one of those in March and had a really nice time as well. Do you have a favorite campground to which you go? Um, boy, I do. And my favorite campground is, I almost hesitate to share, right? Because everyone's going to book it, but I don't know. Everyone should, should find their own favorite, but mine is at, um, Split Rock Lighthouse State Park. So if you go up the North Shore and another maybe 90 minutes north on Highway 61 up uh, mm-hmm. towards Canada, you'll get to Split Rock Lighthouse and there's the lighthouse and you can get a tour there and such. But then there's a state park just adjacent to it that has great views of the lighthouse and they have a cart in campsite there where so you park and then they've got these carts available that's assigned one to each site and you put all your stuff in the cart and it's got big bike tires on it and you push that thing you know a hundred yards or 50 yards or you know depending well, yeah. on which site you have um so it ends up that you're at a secluded site that you can still bring your big tent and the cooler and everything to and then once everything calms down in the evening it's close enough to that beach that you can hear the waves on Superior crashing and the rocks tumbling back with every wave, and it's it's really extraordinary. Yeah, it's like being at, at, at the ocean shore. Yes, you yes, know, just indeed. hearing those waves. Yeah, you know, I so my son mm-hmm. who camps, he and his family, are, you know, avid campers. Mm-hmm. My older son, uh, Tedaguchi 
Tedaguchi? Uh, Am I saying that right? I believe it's Tedaguchi, yes. Tedaguchi, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a favorite campsite, a yeah. favorite campsite at sure. that at camp the campground. Ground. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the, the just it's just it all comes together. So um, here's a text that says a Split Rock Lighthouse State Park has a brand new campground opening this summer. Yes, yes, I believe that's true, and I I believe that's more of a traditional campground where before I think all they had was the cart in or the hike in sites, but now I I, I believe that's right. They have a more traditional and traditional drive means you drive yeah to drive in drive up yep. to your campsite. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you don't have to you don't have to schlep everything in there, especially when you come on, kid, you can carry. This yeah. tent. <laughs> there are two years old. Yeah, there are a lot of people that have their favorites. Like we have some friends that always go Memorial Weekend to Lake Bemidji State Park, and they are they're the people that go six months or eight months in advance and go and make sure they get their exact site they want on the exact days they want at the right park and make sure to get that as a kind of a tradition. Well, that I suppose you have to kind of make those plans. Yep. Yep. I think when we were growing up, and I, again, I've got seven brothers and sisters, um, and there were the three of us boys that were the closest. My older brother and the one just younger than me, the the three of us before the others came along, mm-hmm. came along and wrecked the family. <laughs> but no, the um, the the three of us went with camping with my dad once, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think it was. And, and I didn't go camping, but I had a lake home, so I couldn't see, you know, going camping. It's like, well, let, let's just camp right here. How much do you think, you know, you mentioned going up the North Shore a bit there, up to uh, Split Rock. Mm-hmm. How much do you think the current gas prices will have an effect on uh, people's ability to go? Because, you know, I know about the trip on a, t- a tankful. Yeah. Susie Jones yeah. was talking about Stillwater. Um, that would be probably two tankfuls to get you safely up and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do you think that will have an effect on where people are going, where people are headed for, for camping? You know, I think that's a great question because there's two things going on. There's, like you mentioned, okay, I want to gas up the minivan and drive up to a state park that's maybe three, four hours away. And look, I've done that in a day trip before. We've gone out to Split Rock, leave early in the morning, stop at Duluth on the way. And I don't think I would do that right now because that day trip, you're going to spend, you know, 150 bucks on gas in one day. And I just don't think I would do that. However, on the other side, I think people are looking at, well, we were going to do a week out in Seattle or somewhere this summer, but it, every, you know the airfare is $600 and everything's higher, and we're not going to do that. So instead, let's stay local and head up to a state park in Minnesota or something closer. So I think those two things are competing against each other, and I, I don't know if the end result is higher attendance or lower attendance at some of these parks. Have you camped across the country before? Oh, yes. Beyond Minnesota. Yes, yes, absolutely. We did a trip uh, uh, just a couple of years ago to Utah, which was fantastic. The uh, We were in Capitol Reef, Capitol, Capitol Reef National Park in oh, okay. uh, central uh, Utah, which is a little lesser known, but some of the same scenery, and uh, Colorado and uh, a few other places as well. Yeah, some of the national parks are just being choked yeah. with um, and, and to the point and, where they're, you know, like counting cars yeah, going yeah, in yeah. and counting cars here's, coming out. Here's the thing, though, is the difference between like a national park and like just some nature reserved or Bureau of Land Management area. Like the scenery is not necessarily better. A national park just has a visitor center and a ranger station and full service restrooms all those things right so like if you want to go to utah and see some of the amazing scenery they have 
Well, you can go to the Escalante National Monument. Well, no one's ever heard of that because it's just, you know, a bunch of dirt roads that lead to some of the most amazing scenery <laughs> in the world. But, you know, there's no ranger station there. So if you just want to see the scenery, you don't even have to necessarily go to a national park. There's beautiful places if you look just a little past. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it's something to, to, to think about, something to talk about going forward. So, yeah, speaking of the uh, the gas prices, mm-hmm. and by the way, that's this weekend. You can find that story, too, if you go to uh, WCCO Radio. I, I'm sure you can get the uh, story from Laura Oaks uh, on the Odyssey app uh, about the uh, the camping opportunities or the state park opportunities, I should say, the uh, preview opportunities. What you say, three of them during the course of the summer? Uh, you have a four to throughout the year. They have four, four throughout the year. days okay. where it's free at State Parks, yeah. Yeah, get it right, Heinz. Come on, pay attention. <laughs> you were sitting right there. Hey, here's the deal. It's 5.15. Um, inflation news today, well, none of, no improvement whatsoever. 8.6% nationally. However, good news in Minneapolis-St. Paul area, 8.7%. We're number one, so um, it, it uh, higher than than expected, and it's going to be a while before it goes back. And uh, there's some concern that you know the Fed needs to do something after raising rates for a while. Uh, we'll talk about all of this when we continue. Ted Rossman's going to join us from Bankrate.com. He's a senior industry analyst. We'll talk about what the shape is of inflation, what it means. The president was on earlier today from the uh, uh, Port of Los Angeles talking about a, a number of different things that should be of importance to all of us, including inflation. He knows the numbers. He knows where it's hitting. Uh, he's the, and again, uh, no more than the, the, the president, you know, managed to tick it up. Can he Bring it back down on his own, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about all of these issues when we continue here at News Talk 830 WCCO. John Hines back with you. Um, news this morning across the nation, and, and more important even here in the Twin Cities area, regarding the latest inflation information, 8.6 nationwide, uh, so ticking up even higher uh, in the past month, a 40-year high overall. The Twin Cities area, the regional area around the Twin Cities, 8.7%. Joined by Ted Rossman this afternoon. Um, senior industry analyst at bankrate.com. Bankrate.com, a great clearinghouse for all kinds of things financial, whether, uh, you're looking at, at credit cards, mortgage info, whatever it is you're looking for. Uh, bankrate.com is a great relationship. So, uh, Ted Rossman joins me on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline right now. Ted, thanks for your time here this afternoon on WCCO. Uh, any surprises in these numbers at all when they come out at 8.6%? We were disappointed that these numbers went up. We were hoping that inflation may have peaked back in March because we did see slight declines in April. But now, especially that headline number in May, the number that you mentioned, 8.6%, that has now surpassed March and has set a fresh peak dating back to 1981. Core inflation, which disregards those volatile food and energy prices, That's still down a little bit from March, but it's still high. I mean, it's still at 6%. It had been 6.5. So I think on balance, this is discouraging news. The stock markets reacted negatively today. I think it shows that we as consumers 
still have a lot of inflation to sift through, and the Federal Reserve still has a big job to do fighting this. You know, and how long will it take them to fight this back? I mean, I remember when they first started to raise rates and we saw some of this happening, Ted, and people were saying, well, what are they doing that for? Well, the thing about it is if you don't have rates up a bit, you have nowhere uh, from nowhere where you can retreat to go back the other way. So if you're down at zero or zero in a, a fraction, there's nowhere to go to go backwards to try to get things back in check. But they, they it's, how, what do they expect in terms of a, an impact that increased interest rates would have on this inflation rate? It's a good point because there's going to be a lag for sure, and it's going to be a gradual come down. Some of it because of what the Fed's doing, some of it kind of naturally, especially as we lap these price increases. You know, these year over year increases are building off a higher base. So that sort of plays some tricks on the numbers. Consumer behavior may change, people may start to pull back on some of these things. The Fed's project... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. ...is probably something like 4% inflation by the end of the year, which still would not be great. The long-term target is more like 2%. Um, but like I said, it's going to be gradual. But I think there's another important point built in here, which is that the near term is a certainty to see higher interest rates. I mean, we should see a half point increase at the meeting next week, probably another half point, maybe even 75 basis points at the July meeting, and then good chance of another half point at least in September. But what's interesting is that just very recently, markets have started to price in maybe a pause after that, or maybe even the beginning of interest rate cuts, which would be a dramatic departure. But what I think that speculation is feeding into is, this thought that a recession may be near. And, you know, some people think it could happen this year, maybe more likely it's early next year. But that's what you were talking about with these tools in the Fed's toolbox. It's a tricky way to thread the needle because they're trying to raise rates to slow inflation, but not so much that it tips us into recession and then they need to start cutting again. So it's a tough job. Yeah, it seems like a, out of balance all the way around. The president was in the port of Los Angeles today and delivered a speech um, and talking about, you know, he realizes uh, just how much this is hitting the middle class and probably hitting the middle class harder than anybody else, Ted. Would that be a safe assessment? Definitely the middle class. I would argue that lower income households are even more affected because, you know, obviously they have less money, but also their budgets are mostly necessities to begin with. So that's this sort of interesting conundrum where I am really surprised that travel spending has been so robust and restaurant spending has been so robust. Of course, there's a pent-up demand COVID angle in there as well. Um, but I think it's those lower-income households that are less likely to be able to do things like travel and dining out. I know I've heard some sad stories about people that are really just trying to calculate how much gas they need until next payday 
maybe they don't have enough money to fill the whole tank, but they're just trying to think, okay, if I get it to a quarter or I get it to a half a tank, you know, that's going to tide me over. So I think that's where it's most pronounced, the high gas prices, rent increases, grocery increases, all these things. You know, it was said at one point, I think as the president was wrapping up his speech, he said, you know, he was talking about fuel prices and the like, and he said, you know, that there are 9,000 permits for oil drilling uh, that are just sitting there that nobody is drilling on. He said, the, put it in the, in the category where these, these energy companies are content just to continue to buy back their stock rather than do more oil exploration and actually, you know, utilize these drilling opportunities. I know this is out of your area a bit here, Ted, but, but I mean, how much of that is the reality? Because, I mean, part of it, I'm sure, can go to uh, the fact that there is a major war uh, raging, whether you think so or not. This whole Eastern European, uh, Russia, Ukraine is is having an effect on so many things. But how, how much how many of these factors come into play to put the whole picture of inflation in one area like this? It's very complicated because you have the geopolitical stuff, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, We also have the COVID recovery, which is still kind of bumpy. I mean, China is only now emerging from a new series of lockdowns, and there's certainly a lag when it comes to factories and international shipping and all these things. So um, there's a lot of factors. There's the pent-up demand. There's the stimulus. Um, With respect to oil and gas, I've heard that it can take a year or so for these companies to get a new drilling site up and running, um, definitely a big expense, both in terms of operational capital, but also people. Um, there's all the regulations, too, and worries about climate change. And uh, it is all very complicated. Indeed. It just... Uh... It is a lot to try to uh, to organize and to put into uh, into one bunch here. Ted, I appreciate the, just looking at these numbers that came out today and uh, uh, making some time for us here at WCCO. We'll continue to keep in touch. Again, Ted Rossman joining me from Bankrate.com. You have a great uh, great weekend, and we will uh, connect again in the near future. Sounds good. Thanks. You too. Take care. It is uh, 28, almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock on your Friday afternoon. You're hitting the road. You're um, getting ready to do whatever it is you've got going on. So um, I'm so glad reading some of the texts that we've got so many financial experts who are uh, tuned into the show this afternoon. So next time we need uh, somebody to comment on the uh, financial situation in this country, I'm calling you now that I've got your whole phone number. So thank you very much. We'll do this time out. Be right back. News Talk 830 WCCO. Here's something I like to do. We're closing out. We're headed towards the uh, the weekend here anyway. So just a couple of uh, interesting things. Oh, here's one that I found that was interesting. On this date in 1935, June 10th, 1935, Bill W. met up with his good friend, Dr. Bob, and I believe um, handed him a bottle of beer. And I don't recall if Dr. Bob ever drank it or not from the stories that I've read. But um, Bill W. became AA number one, and Dr. Bob uh, was AA member number two. They were the ones who, at that time, on this date... So tomorrow, 
or maybe even today, all across the country, around the world. From Akron, Ohio, they have expanded Alcoholics Anonymous, and they will be uh, celebrating in their own way Founders Day, which is kind of cool to stop and think about. Uh, just starting with these people and the whole idea of uh, is that you just help one other person. That's the or many other people, however that works. But Akron, Ohio, there's a there is a very well-known place in Minneapolis at 2218 First Avenue South in a mansion that once belonged to one of the Crosbys. One of the Crosbys, I think, John. No, Washburn. It was one of the Washburns. John Washburn. I got to double check all this now. See if I if I have this information properly. So, um, but. That being said, uh, this is this is their anniversary, 1935 on this date, uh, and it was actually I think the 70th year of that 2218 First Avenue South, where there are I don't know how many meetings annually. There's just a meeting going on, like 49 meetings a week there, that so people can just drop in from wherever they're coming for AA. So uh, anyway, oh, this is also. National Iced Tea Day. Are you an iced tea fan, David? No, I'm not. Now, I should say, though, I, I don't mind an iced tea every once in a while, but we go to visit family in Kansas, and it's always sweet tea, and it's always just dreadfully way too sweet. Um, yeah. So I pass. I, I've, I've been to restaurants before, uh, probably south of Iowa, Sure. where, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll have a, a glass of iced tea. You want sweet tea? You want sweet tea, honey? Uh, you have regular? Yeah, we got both. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's honey, like, darling. Do you want sweet tea? <laughs> no, not so much. No, it's like three times. I mean, I want a little sweet, maybe, but it's like three times as much sugar as should be in there. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, beverages, refreshing beverages, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the summer months, is an Arnie Palmer. Sure. Yeah, but an Arnie Palmer, oh. the iced tea in that should be. Unsweetened iced tea. Unsweetened yes, iced tea. That's exactly. What, if you put sweetened iced tea in there, then again, it's just an overly sweet beverage. Yeah. You're adding lemonade to it, and you're, you're going to be making yeah, a face. Lemonade so. is the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, so this is National Iced Tea Day. Okay. Interesting to note recipes for well for me anyway because I like history, but recipes for iced tea have been found dating back to the 1870s. Probably not a lot before that because. You couldn't exactly go to the automatic ice maker and crank out some ice. Yeah, true. But there's a there's the Buckeye Cookbook in 1876, and Housekeeping in Old Virginia published a recipe for iced tea in 1877. What's that? What's the recipe? Make tea, put yeah. ice in it. Yeah. Now, hey. do, you, do you know the difference between iced tea and sun tea? Because I think my mom used to always make sun tea, where you put the tea bags in the pitcher, a clear pitcher, and set it out on the deck for a few hours. Yeah, you put it out on the deck or the picnic table, whatever. Yeah. But then you drink and, that over ice. Is that just a form of iced tea? Yeah, it's still tea. Okay. It's just a different way to make tea. Sure. And then you've always got that big old jar of it. Yeah. Did she use a big jar? Yes, the big jar that, that had like the spigot on it. So all you do is take that Oh, inside, that's great. Yes. You take the tea bags out, stick it in the fridge, and it's just ready to pour. Yeah. They say iced tea first started to appear in the U.S. in the 1860s, became widespread in the 1870s. Hotels offered iced tea on their menus, 
and railroad, railroad stations offered the beverage as well. 1904, the beverage introduced at the World's Fair in St. Louis, causing its popularity to explode. So there's that. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the the the, the history. That's that's more information than you actually wanted. <laughs> but as like I've mentioned this before on WCCO, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, oftentimes will say, uh, if you ask Heinz what time it is, he'll give you the history of the watch. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, just so you better better be prepared for an answer. That's the idea. So. Um, but for, for iced tea drinkers. So here's a text. Does that include Long Island teas? Probably. <laughs> I, uh, that's a little, Probably. Different. little different there. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, but it's not, there is no tea in a Long Island iced tea. No, you, it's, it's the name only, right? Exactly. Well, you make, it, you make it look tea-like by putting some either ginger ale or uh, uh, a bit of Coke in there. And I, I think that's the secret to making it look like it's an iced tea. Sure, it's got the same color on ice. Yeah, you do some. I mean, if you go somewhere and they don't have ginger ale, they'll just take uh, some Coca-Cola uh, and 7-Up uh, and, and, uh, yeah. and, and call it ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> However. The, yeah, what's the ratio it, on that? Just a little bit of Coke? or Yeah, I, I, just to get the color right, I suppose. Yeah, that's all it's about. And the thing about... The thing about um, if you're actually drinking real ginger ale, there is a medicinal property to ginger. So this is why so often when we were little kids, our mothers gave it to us, uh, gave us ginger ale, usually flat ginger ale, to settle our stomachs or whatever. So I vaguely remember that. Mom's, mom's home recipes. So restaurants, convenience stores, vending machines. There was a great ESPN commercial. You know how they do the uh, the behind-the-scenes promos uh, at ESPN? And it was in the cafeteria oh, yeah. at ESPN headquarters. And here comes Arnie Palmer with his caddy. <laughs> and he goes up to the iced tea dispenser and then over to the lemonade dispenser and back for another little dash of iced tea. And people are watching like they're witnessing greatness. <laughs> Arnie Palmer, making an Arnie Palmer. The original. <laughs> exactly. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.